Make room for sports. Make room for sports. Make room for sports. All right, welcome back to Make Room for Sports, your weekly dose of sports entertainment and education. Uh, with me, I have Mikhail Britt, probably biggest sports fans in the world. Uh, Mike Lochran. Google Wimbledon free breakfast thing. Uh, I'm your host, Simon Barrett, and uh, once again, uh, this might be a week without David Omini because um, he's 10 hours ahead of us in Finland and uh, might, I think, have just fallen asleep. Um, what, what, what happened in... Sp- oh, yeah, the NBA championships are over, mm-hmm. um, and, yeah. and this is our first episode, I think, after that. Um, so, Mikhail, your prediction for the championship was Warriors in five, right? Yeah, I won, I won a lot of money in Vegas over the weekend. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> um, all right, yeah, uh, and so that was uh, that's really all we have to say about that. It was pretty boring. Well, um, the best. What was the best part of Game Five, guys? I didn't watch Game Five. Make room for sports. Mike, what was I, the best part? I watched it. It seems like you know the answer to this question. I watched it, but now I don't. I don't remember what the best part of Game uh, Five is. Come on, guys! It's so obvious. Uh, give me a hint. It, it involved two people on the same team. Oh, did, did two people run into each other? No, kind of the opposite. Two people ran away from each other? <laughs> I know what Mikhail's talking about because he, he told me about it when we last saw each other. Um, but, yeah. yeah. All right, well, I give up. What, what was the best part? When Draymond caught um, Clay Thompson and like held him upside down and carried him for a second. Oh. And, and Somehow tra- I, I tried to shoot that. a basket with him. He's just like so in the zone that like yeah. <laughs> there's actually on every NBA team there's one player that you're allowed to throw through the other team's basket for <laughs> points. Uh but it's actually it's not Clay Thompson. It's somebody else on the it's um it's a little uh yeah, it's a little known fact about it's basketball. That, yeah, that McCall guy, he could fit through the basket. Yeah, I think he's their smallest player. Uh, he wears like little his shorts are so small. Yeah, I mean that's in the next five years, everyone's going to have small shorts because everyone under the age of like twenty-one in the NBA wears them that way now. Oh really? I I was like, does he have small shorts or does he have long legs? I wasn't sure. Well, we could analyze that. Let's analyze it. Um, <laughs> but and like it could be both, or it could be a third option that we can't even like wrap our heads around right now. Um, yeah, there's really no way to find out. I kind of uh, thought that he looked like a uh, WNBA player. I got to be honest. Oh, oh, is that that sounds prob- a little problematic? problematic. I don't think- mm, sounds problematic. Come on. I don't think it was. I don't think it is. <laughs> I don't. I'm worried it was. I'm, I'm, I'm very sure. <laughs> um, I I'm still like kind of entranced by the idea of a basketball player being like so in the zone after a championship that like someone like hands him their baby to kiss and he just turns and shoots it in the basket and then he touches he has to make a basket with it for like the next couple of days um because right. you just you know right. to get yourself into that space it's so hard to get yourself out of it um right. yeah so you know for like two days he can't hold anything because he'll shoot yeah. a three-pointer it's actually not even fair to ask players to stop doing that you know it's like asking a race car driver to obey the speed limit exactly yeah it's actually bad for them in the long run so yeah, yeah. it is, yeah, it's it is bad for them it's ridiculous that we ask basketball players to shoot baskets some of the time but other the time other times it's not okay like that's ridiculous yeah. and it's time that's to change that. any they have to throw any, like into anything that's like an open hole like they have to throw stuff into it 
yeah, manholes. <laughs> yeah. If they even yeah. see a manhole, they're going to grab something and throw it in there. <laughs> yeah, like any uh, a rav- any ravine anywhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a... Uh, um, uh, all right, um, well... I... Wait, let's get serious for a second. Okay, um, all right. Yep. It, oh, that might be a new drop, I don't know. Let's get serious. Let's get serious. What about the fact that the Warriors is owned by uh, Peter... Um, what's his... The, who Peter Gabriel? Warriors? Oh, Sledgehammer? <laughs> yeah, Sledgehammer. All right. Wait, that's, <laughs> wait, that's David Byrne. The guy that... Oh, wait, no. Their videos are great. The, the Warriors yeah. videos have always been the best. Yeah, with all the, like, like kind of spitting image stuff. Yeah, I really like that stuff. <laughs> the guy that ran, like, Sony pictures into the ground. Simon, you should know this. Oh, uh... Is this, like... Peter the... H. Peter H. What? No, really? Uh, it's His last name, yeah. Is it, this isn't like the Tim Burton Superman guy. Um, there's like some executive Peter something. Actually, I think I met at one time. I don't. I don't know. I. I did, okay. I'm just gonna Google Warriors owner. All right. We're we're going into Simon's research corner. Simon's research corner. Oh, good. Uh, Warriors owner. Oh, Peter Gruber. Oh Gruber. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Peter, Peter, Peter Gruber. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. H. The G. He's not an H. Yeah. He's the brother of Hans Gruber. That's why uh, That's... we got confused. So, okay. <laughs> I do know this Isn't guy. Hans Gruber the, the villain from Die Hard? <laughs> uh, yeah, he is. Yep, that's exactly right. And, uh... Absolutely perfect! Come on, guys. Get with the fucking program. Simon Gruber <laughs> from, is from uh, the third Die Hard. Uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance, of course. Um, yeah, Peter Gruber uh, is, is currently, I guess, the CEO of Mandalay Entertainment. Uh, I've had meetings there. Uh, other, you know, his films include he produced Batman, uh, which is Eastwick, um, and uh, Soul Surfer, the movie about the girl um, whose arm got eaten by a shark, oh, yeah. but it inspired inspired her faith. Let's do the whole IMDb on this guy. Uh, I'm on Wikipedia. Uh, okay. I'm taking things to kind of a higher level. Um, <laughs> but wait, Mikel, what was your initial point about this guy? Um. Just what you guys thought about him. Like, this is a whole book about <laughs> how did, we didn't know he who ran. he is, so we don't think anything about him. Oh, uh, I thought I thought I was opening up like a good topic. I'm not challenging the goodness of the topic at all. Mm. I think it's a very good topic. Yeah, I don't think it's a great topic. <laughs> Bad topic. Um. All right. <laughs> all right. Um, um, that I think that's also friendship. I don't know. That's friendship. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do we want to move on to? Do we have any plays of the week, guys? Top plays of the week. Oh, I, I feel like I did. Because because we skipped that segment last week and also maybe the week before that, but um, but now we're uh now we're now we're kind of getting caught up again. I think uh on the way this show works and runs and yeah. I know Dave's Dave's play of the week. Uh, Dave Dominique's play of the week. He he gave it to you in absentia. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Let's let's hear Dave's uh. Play of the week. It's, His play of the week is yes. Okay, I just I'm, I have a feeling that one of our plays of the week is going to be very problematic, and I have a feeling that it might be yours, Mikael. But let's go on. It, if, I think Dave Dominic's play of the week is um, King James LeBron's uh, posted this weird video of him in with a shaved head, you know, working out, rap like rapping to a song, and oh yeah, making weird faces to the camera. And um, I thought it seemed like 
sad and desperate kind of mm-hmm. yeah I'm glad you brought that up I think one thing we should definitely cover I guess right now is whether or not we feel bad for LeBron uh, and how strange it is that he is maybe the best basketball player ever and yet also evokes sympathy all the time I read this thing that said like he's been an underdog in almost every finals that he appeared in like he's been in the finals for whatever seven or eight years but he's almost always an underdog which is really incongruous because he's so incredibly talented. I have no sympathy for LeBron James. I, I strongly dislike him. Really? I respect yeah. that, but I, I mean, I don't know. I, I kind of do find him sympathetic. I think part of it is um, he just does seem, he seems kind of like a charismatic guy, and so I, I, I do kind of, you know, I don't feel bad that he didn't win a, a you know, a second championship in a row. Charismatic? Last episode, we were talking about the, how the theory that he's awkward at everything in life except for basketball. Yeah, but that's like a weird. That's like an anti-charisma. You can have that. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah, that that makes him likable. Like, like I like that he's awkward at everything, um, except basketball. And mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, maybe that's um, a new way for me to look at it. Maybe I'll start liking him now. Huh. Mikkel, do you think he might have something? Like, if you had to diagnose him, how would you diagnose him? Um, huh, I never thought about that. I would say that maybe he um he's like narcissistic personality disorder. Okay, that's probably every celebrity <laughs> at like a certain level, though. I mean, it, it like you know at, at a certain point, what does that just become a symptom of your actual reality? Um, which is you know, mm. LeBron can't walk into a place without being like swarmed with people, you know. Uh, wanting, you know, like like me, uh, wanting autographs, um, you know, asking for a, you know, me to pay for something that I am drinking, um, you know, it, it's 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 really a hassle, and so I can relate to that a little bit. <laughs> yeah, like when I saw you at the grocery store the other day, I could barely get to you. <laughs> yeah, because there were pe- yeah there were people that immediately got in line behind me, um, and then there was like a person bagging my groceries in front of me. It's like whoa, like layoff guys. I'm just a normal guy. I think yeah. I, he <laughs> he is. A, I actually no, you're right. I can't. That's too simple. I'm going to diagnose him with. I don't know how to pronounce it exactly. Perfect. E nur e Okay. All right. It's, well, right. Is that it's like an e re- cigarette? A little kind of yeah. It's like a neurosis that you get when you plug yourself into something. Close. I thought it was like an aneurysm, um, but yeah. Um, okay, yeah. So, so you're so they don't teach you how to pronounce these things when you get your like masters. No, uh, you'd have to get a different masters in like uh, pronouncing words. <laughs> you you took like the writing class, not the speaking one. Yeah, it's like one or the right. other. Okay, I got it. Okay. So, like, if you're like in a therapy session and you're talking to a, a patient, you'll say like, "I'm gonna text you what you have." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because I, because I, I'll be like, you have de, dep, dep, rest, ion. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's like, doctor, what is that? Is that deadly? You're like, uh, look, I'm just gonna here. I just read this book. <laughs> but no, enuresis is the repeated inability to control urination. Um, oh. It's usually um, describing individuals who are old enough. They're you know old enough to be expected to exercise that kind of control. Well, that's definitely uh, an interesting take because I don't think a lot has been said. Much ink has been spilled on the issue of LeBron James, but no one's ever gone after his bladder. No one's. Oh. Yeah. 
No one's really... I mean, now that I've said it, you're going to start to notice it. Um, I believe that's possible, especially since uh, the season's over. Um, and so I, I'll every time I turn my TV, I'll be like, huh, looks like LeBron's in the bathroom again. <laughs> um, but it'll be because I'm watching like <laughs> hockey or something. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I do want to say, so this is a psychological condition, not a physical one. Uh, it, it's unclear. Yeah, it's unclear. I mean, and by the way, he, he would not be in the bathroom because he can't control it. Oh, so wait, but no, but I'm saying like LeBron's a professional, so he just doesn't leave the bathroom anymore. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I have heard that. Like, I heard that. Like um, now that the championship's over, yeah. he just like waits. He just sits, stands in front of a urinal all day. <laughs> I heard that when like, Simon said texting. It. Yeah, that's that's um, ver- that's two sources. Two sources <laughs> yeah. verified. Yep, <laughs> we've confirmed with with two sources that this is true. But uh, yeah, I mean, it could be genetic. It could be uh, emotional. It could be anxiety. Um, no one, we're not, nobody knows. No one will ever know. Um, okay. Well, I, I'm still terrified about that one of you two is going to do an extremely problematic play of the week. And I know what it is. I'm just going to say, don't do it. Uh, but who's, uh, who's next? I uh, I'll go. I wanted to give oh. mine to Mike's niece, Mimi. Oh, great. Great, yeah, oh, she's, she's in the same, she's upstairs right now. That great that great quote that she said to you about her toys. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, it is sports related because it was about uh, baseball equipment. I'm trying to find, I want to read it verbatim. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give the, prim, uh, the setup while you find it. Uh, I, I texted Mikhail, I was at my sister's house, I guess last week. Oh, it must have been... I. I don't know, last week, and uh, we were playing wiffle ball in the backyard, and we set up, like, some bases. They have some official, like, bases and pitcher's rubber that you put out, and uh, so we were coming in when we were done, and we were, I asked Mimi where the, uh, the gloves and the tea and, and the, all the stuff goes. And then she, she said, um, she found it, she said, she said, you can throw all that stuff down the steps because, quote, it doesn't matter, no one notices, you can do anything. <laughs> yeah. So why is she talking about sp- our sports podcast? I, I think much like uh, much like the tweets of Justin Bieber from last week that we talked about, it's like a, a sentence that seems to apply to everything all at once. We found yeah. a kindred spirit. Yeah. Another and another kindred spirit who's just like, no, you can just throw it all down the steps. Nothing matters. No one notices. Yeah. Like, yeah, but the best part was then, like then, then there was a pause, and then she said, "You can do anything." It was like this amazing, like uh, it was very. I think I referred to it as conspiratorial, or like. Uh, but like our podcast, like she wasn't fully happy about it. She was just like stating oh. the way it is. Yeah, no, she, she had the weight of her weight of the world on her shoulders at the time. She would like to have some boundaries, but yeah, she, she doesn't. Like we thought the podcast would provide a boundary, um, like once a week where we had to like be uh, accountable for our actions and behaviors, but it's actually just making everything worse. I think. Um, all right. Well, Mike, uh, it's it's your turn for play of the week. I'm I'm just telling you, just like don't do it. It's it's problematic. Don't say it. I do not have a. I don't. Ha- I don't. Do I have a play of the week? No. Okay. You're you're you're. I I see what you're doing, which is you're just going to pretend you weren't going to do it. <laughs> Um, and well, look, now, I, I'm just I'm just gonna say the play of the week that Mike was thinking. Okay, this isn't me. This is Mike. Um, Mike is saying my play of the week took place in Virginia when a bunch of Republican congressmen were playing baseball. 
Oh, Jesus. And then we'd all stop. We'd be like, yeah, it's problematic, Mike. You can't do that. Mm, sounds problematic. One. <laughs> that cannot be... That cannot yeah. be your play of the week. No, I'm so, so glad. I was messed up. Yeah. Yeah. Messed up, and I'm, I stopped you. Um, my play of the week uh, comes from my brother-in-law, <laughs> who sent me an article, which uh, for some reason there was an MMA match uh, five days ago um, between, um, looks like, a, I, I don't really know how to say these names. Uh, one is Myung Hyun Man against uh, Eregeli. I don't know. They both look, um, they're both kind of large... Um, kind of like Asian gentlemen. Um, and in the first seconds of this professional MMA fight, uh, for whatever reason, uh, Myung just, like, literally, it's like the bell rings, they take a step forward, and uh, one of them just kicks the other one full on in the testicles. <laughs> and, and he falls to the ground. They actually have to bring a blanket into the ring so that they can examine his testicles uh, without exposing him to the crowd. And, I mean, I, I, I guess... I guess the guy who kicked him lost. Right. And it was just like decided instantly in the favor. Uh, but I have no idea why he did that. But it's also like completely extraordinary. Um, like, what, are the, like, what are the possible the, explanations for him doing that? Well, like the only thing, I mean, the only thing sillier would be if like the bell rang and he just like immediately like hit him with a stepladder or something like right. or, or shot him with a gun. Right. Um, I, I mean, I can only assume either that he either he thought he was going to lose so he decided to just do something kind of vicious that would go a bit viral, uh, right. maybe slightly augment his fame, um, and, and that way he also doesn't take the defeat. Or he genuinely was so angry um, at the guy for some personal reason. Because <laughs> um, obviously sometimes these fighters work themselves up, um, you know, and it's somewhat of a performative, but I'm sure you also sincerely feel it when you're actually fighting someone and, and being hit and so on. They kind of work themselves right. up into a, a bit of a furor uh, before the fight. Um, and then, I mean, it's also possible, but not really, that he, like, normally when you see someone get kicked in the groin in, um, you know, MMA, it's just like in boxing or anything else or basketball where it's like, oh, this, you know, maybe this was an accident. Like, you basically just assume they didn't mean to do it, which having, um, you know, having done some sparring myself, it is, you know, where there's like, the rules are very specific as to like where and how you can hit someone. It's like, you know, you don't always have full control over, over that in like a real fight. Well, that's always been it's Draymond's almost... argument for why he's kicking people in the nuts. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, and I'm very sympathetic to that. Yeah. Um, but I feel it, like but it's it... almost more gentlemanly to like shoot somebody with a gun. Like, it's just straight up <laughs> and like very on purpose kick another man in the nuts. It's just so like, uh, there's like nothing more disrespectful than that. No, it, it, yeah, and it is like a, um, the headline I'm looking at right now on Bleacher Report uh, says, MMA fight called off after cringeworthy groin kick. Groin kick. Um, almost when, everyone when, is pointed at. I'm sorry. Simon. It, just, like, looks, it just looks brutal. I, yeah, I, wish I, hadn't, uh, I wish I hadn't stepped on your line there. Oh, um, can you say it again? No, it wasn't. <laughs> I mean, I was just saying the headline. No, it's the headline. It was just like, look, it looked painful. Um, I was gonna ask when you watched it. Is it the type of thing when you watched it, you were like, oh, like oh, like you almost like grabbed like your own balls because you were like, thought that you got kicked. Oh, like sympathetic pain or whatever. Yeah. yeah. No, you know, I I was surprisingly able to play it cool. Um, I looked at the article and I was like, hmm, that's probably gonna be my play of the week. Yeah. Because every other mm. sports I watched this week was incredibly boring. Um, I tried to watch some baseball yesterday. Oh, um, wait. In, in honor of the con fallen congressman that Mike was so viciously going to mock uh, on our program, um, yeah. I watched, uh, I watched, so I watched like over an hour 
of Mets versus Washington. Oh, great. Did anything happen? Nothing <laughs> happened. The score was 2-0 when I started watching, and the score was 2-0 when I had to leave. Um, That's and such a like, typical like, ugly American response to the, like, the need for action and point scoring. Ooh. This isn't this isn't like a Michael Haneke film. <laughs> they were just people were getting on base, and then the batter would get struck out, and then they'd all switch, and then pe- like nothing would happen. Okay, so um, um, I have a suggestion, and the suggestion is that um, you guys go to a Dodgers game as soon as possible, and just like see a baseball game in person, and like stay there the whole time, see the full game, and then you'll have a different understanding of how it works. I- I've done that, and I'm pretty sure. Me and Simon will do it, and we'll both hate it. We probably will do that, yeah. And we're not gonna. We'll get sunburnt probably. Well, don't say you're gonna hate it. I think doing it now, on like knowing that our friendship depends on your learning to enjoy baseball, <laughs> I think the sport will seem different to you. I'm more. I'm, I'm more um, <laughs> committed to getting into tennis. That's oh, my. Yeah, we uh, that's my. That's my way to deflect baseball. Have you Have you made any strides towards that lately? Yeah, well, I know Wimbledon is coming up, and I know Wimbledon is in London, so they're going to have a lot of security. <laughs> I love that knowing when the events are is the sign of your <laughs> appreciation for the sport. Like, do you like tennis? Yeah, I know Wimbledon's coming up. <laughs> when it, wait, when specifically is Wimbledon coming up? July 3rd, I think. Oh, okay. I'm going to be in London uh, for the last week of June. Um, and I, was, oh. I, was gonna say, I could go to Wimbledon. Probably July. tickets are still available. Yeah, they're probably cheap. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, yeah. To go to Wimbledon, Wimbledon um, bra- brags it probably they brought the famous, cost down. They have like a famous breakfast or something at Wimbledon, I think. Yeah, I'll go. I'll I'd get the breakfast special. Like I think you get seat seat in a sausage I think for I'm, like five pounds. I think I'm serious about this. I think you do get a breakfast. That makes sense. Yeah, it sounds like you do Simon's yeah. Simon's research corner. Simon's research corner. Uh, all right, I'm, all right. I'm digging in. I'm digging in, fellas. Google Wimbledon free breakfast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it looks like people don't go there. Okay. It turns out I don't know how to spell Wimbledon. Um, it's a, I think it's a B. No, I, I got it. I got it now. It starts. Uh, like- no, no. There's no free break. There's no free breakfast at Wimbledon. Oh no. <laughs> Keep. Maybe you have to go to like the third or fourth page of results. I'm gonna look at breakfast tickets. <laughs> like like the breakfast. Or maybe booth? it's a tea. Maybe they have like a high tea. Uh, I don't know. There's something. Oh, here There's we go. Some... Bre- breakfast at Wimbledon. Oh. Okay. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. No. I don't no? know. Uh, we're gonna have to okay. dig into this. Um, right. Wait, this is in Florida. Are you sure that this is in London, Mikel? <laughs> All right. Well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we need to dig in. <laughs> we need to dig into tennis a little bit further. Um, Wow, we've uh, yeah okay. It's in London. Yep, this is true. I'm on it's the a, Wimbledon. Okay, I'm on Wimbledon.com. It's, it's a grass court, which is uh, not clay. Um, yeah. yeah, and so it's different. It's a different kind of, you know, the best. That is the, the player yeah. of all time is currently playing uh, Nadal. They say he's the best on clay. Yeah, yeah, Nadal. Um, Nadal. The, the cool thing about tennis, and I know hardly anything about it, but the cool thing is that. There are people that specialize. Like Nadal is much better on clay than he is on other surfaces. Uh, right. So there, are, there are some places where like he would lose to. I mean, his rival forever has been Roger Federer, and like they would. I forget which is which, but like Federer would win like the French Open or whatever. But then Nadal always won the one on clay, which is somewhere else. And um, so it's kind of neat. It's like as though if you imagine basketball suddenly played on a 
a different surface. You know, it would you know, it's interesting. Is it worth it to make a joke about Nadal playing tennis on top of Clay Thompson? It's always worth it, Mikel. It's always okay. worth it. Okay, cool. Was that the joke? That was the joke. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. I like that joke. Thanks. Good. Like he's the best. Like the thing. The thing about Nadal, he's the best on Clay Thompson. Yeah. If he's standing on Clay Thompson, he can be yeah. anyone at tennis. Yeah. He has to ride Clay Thompson like a hoverboard. <laughs> okay. Um, that's when Clay Thompson, I, like his switch is turned off. He's in like sleep mode. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Because it's all about using Clay Thompson's goatee to get extra friction. Like. That's why Nadal is so good on Clay Thompson because he knows how to. He can like get extra English on the ball by playing it off Clay Thompson's goatee. Now, how fast so, do you think a tennis player hits it? Like when they're serving, how fast are they hitting those tennis balls? Over a hundred miles an hour. Yeah. Are they? Yeah, that's crazy. I think like 150, 160. Uh, Simon, yeah. considering your kung fu. Uh, Train, I'm sorry, considering your gung fu training. <laughs> gung fu? <laughs> uh, thank you, thank you. Thanks, thanks, Mikhail, for not um, miss, uh, miss whatever you're me you just did. <laughs> Do you think you could withstand being hit by a serve by Nadal? In like the. Where? Uh, Where? In, the, in the pectorals. Oh, yeah, for sure. Damn. Yeah. Really? Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's a tennis ball. It's not going to hurt. I mean, it, it like. It's smart a little, but it's not going to, like, go through me. It's going 110 miles an hour. Yeah, no, but it's still just a tennis ball. Let's do it. It's not like a ball. <laughs> all right, no, all right it's all, next episode. <laughs> We've got a lot of arranging to do. So I'm on but the we, uh, Wikipedia page for fastest recorded tennis serves. There's a guy named Sam Groth who serves at 163 miles an hour. Is he, cur- is he a current player? Let me put that into context. That's 263 kilometers per hour. Uh, okay, my now much makes a lot more sense. <laughs> okay, well, I'm looking so okay. It's very common for people to get hit in tennis with serves. Um on February 1st, 2015, a guy hit his doubles partner in the back of the head, which is like the worst place <gasps> really to get hit with a 124 mile an hour serve. Uh you can watch the video. Um it oh. absolutely like because the guy's like in front of him, you know, he's serving from like the back line. He serves it straight into the back of his head at 124 miles an hour, 20, 124 miles an hour, and it just bounces off his head. And they like apologize to each other. His brain didn't like explode out of his ears. No, no. I mean, I, I really think your concept of like tennis ball physics, while while you hear a number like 124 miles an hour, and you think like that's if a car hit me going that fast, it would really hurt. But it's like a small, it's like a small rubbery ball. Um, so it just, you know, it's yeah, going to hurt, but it's which not going to injure you. Which weighs more, like uh, a 20-pound weight or like 20, uh-huh. pounds, of feather, or 20 pounds of feathers? Uh, you can't fool me, Mikhail. They weigh both weigh 20 pounds. <laughs> but I would rather be hit by the feathers because they have a different <laughs> density than the 20-pound weight. <laughs> Make room for science. Make room for sports. There's other factors than just weight. Um, <laughs> which, which we didn't even talk about the weight of a tennis ball. <laughs> All right. Uh, this uh, car wreck of a conversation reminded me of my play of the week. Oh, okay. Well, really quick. The reason there's <laughs> breakfast at Wimbledon parties. No, hear me out. I want to just finish with this stupid Wimbledon breakfast thing. Here in America. Okay, right. I did start. 
Okay, because Wimbledon is in London, as Mikhail, uh, that, I think that was a scoop. I think Mikhail, we, I think we're, we're, you know, that's our kind of premiere of that information in the sports yeah. podcasting world. Um, and there, and the security. How there's going to have to be a lot of security. Okay, that's a double scoop, two scoops for the price of one, uh, with your uh, Make Room for Sports subscription. But um, so we in America watch it. So okay, so it happens during the afternoon in London. So here it's like eight a.m. So it's a very common thing to have breakfast view, Wimbledon viewing parties at like country clubs and such here in America. Uh, yeah. It's a tradition to have breakfast during Wimbledon here because they're, you know, six, five to eight hours ahead of us, depending on where you live in this country. So in other words, uh -huh. um, we will have breakfast while we watch Wimbledon. They will have normal food, such as lunch. And you could eat anything you want? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You can only... Well, where? In London? Well, I mean, in no, if, here in America, like for breakfast, like, can I, I can eat anything I want, right? No. I'm, I'm looking at uh, Martha Stewart's uh, breakfast at Wimbledon <laughs> recipes. You can only have smoked salmon with herb goat cheese and toast. Then there was a pause, and then she said, you can do anything. What's that stuff they eat in Australia uh, on toast? Uh, um, uh, <laughs> it with an M. Yeah. yeah. Mar Marmite? Marmite, Marm yeah, that's it. Yeah, Marmite. Because um, when we were yeah. doing your next journey, Vincent had like a jar of Marmite that she like, like a giant walking Australian cliche actually like, brought to Missouri. <laughs> she brought like a jar of this stuff. And I was like, are you, are you kidding me right now? Like you can't, you cannot seriously be like an Australian and seriously be doing this. Like this is like such, uh, so like, anyway, but she like 100% was like, yeah, you can't get Marmite here. And I was like, yeah, no, you can't. <laughs> yeah, it's no joke. In Australia, it's like everywhere, yeah. 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 I, I never had any Marmite. It's gross. No good. It's no good. Uh, um, so I'm going to do my play of the week, but you guys have wait, to... Wait, wait, Mike. Mike, no, hold on. No, I, no <laughs> I, there's a pre, you can do whatever you want to do. But before, <laughs> before you start that, just open your emails. I sent you a link that you have to watch while I talk about it. Just mute the... You yeah. know how to do this, Simon. Uh, okay. You've owned it right. for a long time. I'm working it out. Okay. So, uh, my friend Zach, my friend Zach Savage, friend and uh, brother in arms and big fan of the podcast, sent me this um, thing last night of a, uh, it's like, there's a whole world on YouTube of people that crush things under a hydraulic press. Mm. And he, he sent me a, a YouTube video of um, nine different balls being crushed by a hydraulic press. And it's really hypnotic like i watched and then i found out there's a whole youtube channel called crush it where there's just this guy with like a lot of followers that just crushes stuff under a hydraulic press and it's like once you start watching one it's really hard to stop so these are like in slow motion um no that's just like the speed of the of the press coming down i oh no maybe they are slow motion. i think they are in slow motion um, uh, yeah okay. um so is this like a sexual fetish thing I think it's like a, it's related to ASMR. I think it's like visual ASMR. I can see that, but you know, like there is like a crushing fetish. Um, I don't think it's slow motion, by the way. Uh, I can't decide. You do or don't, Mikhail? I don't. I didn't think it was, but um, there's so. also a fetish of like having like like a glass of milk top like poured up to the brim like right on the edge of the table yeah which like we j i remember us joking about this this was like a something awful joke like like 20 years ago but now it's actually tr became like everything on the internet if you can imagine someone being aroused by it uh it will come to pass oh yeah, yeah you're right maybe it's not slow motion 
Um, and yeah, like it is like a thing of like people who are like find like precarious placement of items, uh, like like the suspense of that uh, is is erotic to them. But there is like a crushing yeah. fetish. Like there's like entire like communities that like draw pictures of like giant women stepping on them, and then it gets um it gets much much darker. Um, actually, and that like people will pay like dominatrixes to like step on cockroaches and mice with like high heeled shoes. Well, and it's like a whole. I just creepy... intended this to be a, like a very wholesome segment about how <laughs> my good buddy sent me a video <laughs> of balls, uh, being uh, balls being crushed. Well, when you but say I see, that, I see now. I see now how it turned into this. Um. Yeah. Well, these. This is. Yeah. No. I mean, this is. This is wholesome good stuff. So uh, I recommend everyone out there. Wow. This has 13 million views. That's what I'm saying. It's really bizarre. Like bizarre. It's like as popular as Justin Bieber. Oh, the golf ball is really good. All right. Well, this isn't probably good content. It, this isn't. Good it content. makes the golf ball. It makes the golf ball look like it's made out of like, like, like ice cream or rubber or something. Like it's, it, it makes the golf ball look soft. It's good that we that our podcast has just become us watching YouTube videos and talking about them that the <laughs> listeners can't see, and we haven't even given the, given the listeners any information that would allow them to find this video if they wanted to. Um, because, and I mean this sincerely, because Dave's going to listen to this episode. Uh, he's probably going to edit it like he did last time. I received actually some compliments on Twitter about the editing of last week's episode. They were like kind of back really to the good. original format, um, yeah. which, uh, <laughs> which I guess means the heavy drops, which I was like, all right, listen, we, you know, we give the fans what they want here. Um, but Dave's going to listen to this and he's going to be like, my God, they, they need me uh, to, be, to be on the podcast. Um, I'm going to get pretty pissed if Dave starts taking getting compliments for editing these episodes and I don't like no, no that was that. always that was always the plan that Simon and I had to like but you did it to like get oh. you guys to just be like two rabid dogs fighting for compliments <laughs> that's friendship yeah yeah like Dave is quote unquote in Finland on a residency but actually he's just like holed up in some motel trying to find sweating. the best drops yeah yeah like slamming Gatorade uh, he's like got your old addiction because he's so stressed out God, he, he tricked me into sending him all my drops. He yeah. did. He did, and he's and he oh. he just he uh, he claimed to be asleep in Finland, but he actually just texted me that he feels like he's quote getting close to the perma drop. Um, <laughs> he's, he says he's on a quest for like one drop that's somewhere on the internet that when anyone hears it, it's so funny that they laugh forever. Yeah, um, that's and, like the... and instantly your podcast becomes the most popular podcast um, if they just hear the drop once. So he claims. Yeah. He claims yep. he's like on some like area of like the dark web, um, and is going to like meet some guy soon who says he once heard the perma drop. Yeah, he's uh, on. So it'll be he's, fine. Yeah, he's he's looking for like the podcast drop equivalent of the brown note or of like the <laughs> right. the video the video from Infinite Jest. Yeah, I've seen more. Yeah, he Dave Dave seems to think it's more like the video from Infinite Jest. Um, yeah, he's um yeah. Uh, so yeah. We'll, it'll, it'll work out. Compliments to him, and then I'm not mad at him if he does find that. Like I'm not mad at that. That's well, awesome. Look, if he finds the one drop that pushes us over Malcolm Gladwell, who, um, by the way, ten thousand hours just seems like, a, like too much time. Way too much time. Um, I, I I don't intend to put that in. Uh, like that's how long it would take if you're a fucking amateur. Yeah. Or something. Exactly. Yeah. Wait. Did, if you're born, like we're if you're born to do something. <laughs> yeah, I think I take, I was like, what is what is Malcolm Gladwell's podcast called? Amateur Hour. Like like yeah. Listen. <laughs> We are yeah, it's called like Doing My Best by Malcolm Gladwell. Okay, I need to stop watching this video of uh like balls being crushed, um because it sounds bad when I say that and then also it is really hypnotic. I think they just crushed a cue ball and it just kinda of melted. Like, I don't even I don't even know what just happened. Yeah. Um well, all right, I well give my play of the week to Mike. I wanna give it to Mike because all of those 
balls were sports-related balls. So make room for sports. Yeah, I know. That's why it was my play. Well, give the play of the week goes to Zach. Really, I mean. Oh, Zach. Oh, I know Zach. I don't know if it's good or bad that all our plays in the week at this point just come from other people. <laughs> and my brother-in-law sent me this thing. I, look, I watched some sports this week. I watched the sport of baseball, and it gave me zero plays to enjoy. Um, and that's not my fault. I watched some females playing tennis. Okay. But but there's nothing noteworthy about it. Yeah, and I'm rewatching Kuroko's basketball. Oh, good. In its entirety. That's, that's not a joke. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, I really am rewatching it because like I, you, no- you notice things more the second time. I'm not... off the air. I'm going to ask you where I can watch it, but we can have that conversation. Oh yeah, off. yeah. I think I can give I'm you. I'm pretty my... sure you just asked that on the air. I can give you my country <laughs> roll. You can watch it for free on Country Roll's website, but I can give you my password, and you can watch it on your like Roku or whatever. Country Roll's cool. They're, they know. They're, oh, they're, the... they're cool with me. This is the thing where we trick Simon into giving all this personal information. Yeah, we did, right. yeah we've already done right. that. All right, hey guys, I wanted to talk last week about sports video games. This is, oh, like, yeah. for some reason, a good segue. And I just wanted to have, like, because um, recently I, I got, like, the Wii U type thing, which has, like, the Wii Sports where you're actually, like, swinging flailingly with your arms and digitally, like, pretending to play tennis. Um, I and that led me down a weird rabbit hole where I got, like, two versions of Mario Tennis, both of which are, like, horrible. Uh, and, and Mario Golf, which is, like, uh, both one of the worst and best games ever. Um, but you, you don't, you, you just, like, hit a button, and then you, like, kind of hit a golf ball, but, like, you can't tell where you're aiming. It's a, it's a really an interesting game. Uh, is it is it on... What's the Nintendo U? Or, well, okay. Uh, is it, like, the Wii? Is it, like, the Wii? So there was the Wii, which was really successful, and then they introduced the Wii U um, in like 2013, I want to say December of 2013, um, and um, and that was really unsuccessful. And now they have the Switch out, and that's doing really well. Um, but the Wii U like was like this in between one, which I got because it had like a weird like motion board, and like you could pretend to be like like skiing by standing on it and stuff. And I thought that was, I think it was at um we were, when we were at Sundance for the guest. Uh, Dan, Dan Stevens got like invited to some like, Nintendo gifting suite, and of course Adam and I were like, "Fuck yeah!" Like we're we're going, we're 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 with him. Um, where they like gave Dan like a free Wii U, and like we got to all play on like these like funny motion boards, and I, I like Adam and I both kind of were like, "We're gonna get those," so it totally worked. Oh, I know what it. Yeah, the, where you stand on the board, and if you shift your weight, like. Yep. Yeah, there's there's one game where you're like standing on like a, you're on a river, and you're standing on like a piece of wood, and you have to navigate through the water by leaning have you tried that one uh yeah i have there's things yeah there's things like that that i enjoy it's hard it's hard yeah it's really hard it's a workout and um so i wanted to ask you fellows because i i'm i'm new to the world of video games but i'm i'm interested in them i want to explore them um mm-hmm. oh wait dave dominique wants to join the podcast now <laughs> yeah i just saw that text what do we do you know what i have to leave soon so it's almost like dave can tag in for me um, um, yeah but i have to le- i have to leave soon too uh, I'm I just think gonna tell him we're, we're wrapping up. Yeah, I think Dave. It's a beautiful gesture. Yeah. Uh, but uh, as the listeners know, we don't go in for beautiful gestures on this. Not podcast. on this podcast. Yeah. Um, all right. So is this the end of the episode? I was just gonna ask you guys what what sports video games were actually good. Like, what's a way that I can get in the sports through the video game medium? There was one game that Dave and I were obsessed with uh, when we were in like sixth grade. Um. I think like the only good one is like Mike Tyson's Punch Out. But people say the FIFA games are good. Yes, I've played them. Uh, I haven't played any video game in like maybe 
15 years, but I remember playing the FIFA game and liking it uh, for like PlayStation, but I'm sure it's on everything now. I played Mario Tennis Ultra Smash. It's fucking horrible. It's like a totally pointless, stupid game. I don't recommend that one. Where is it? Oh, how about <laughs> RC Pro-Am? All right, we're going to toss this one That's to the good. listeners. Oh, <laughs> oh then, um, was awesome. That Skate was a good or die. Uh, Excite awesome. Bike, that was a good one. That was good. Is that a sport? Yeah. Excite Bike? It was like a dirt bike video game. Hmm. I okay. think. Oh, I remember um, that from the, like the arcades. And the yeah. game that Dave and I used to play was called Baseball Stars. It was like a Nintendo, original Nintendo game. It wasn't really popular, but yeah, we got really into it because you could like... Um, it was where I first learned the word uh, morale. You could like, <laughs> you could get points. Like if your team had morale, and you got a lot of morale points, your team got really good. Oh. And yeah. so like, um, I, I wish Dave actually was here because he could explain more about why we loved baseball stars. We made we loved it so much that we made like a zine. We wanted to publish like a weekly zine about like the statistics of our games mm-hmm. um, because baseball stars you could also like save it over time and I think a lot of sports games didn't have that capability All right, I'm gonna, add, I'm gonna add Dave so uh, you can weigh in on this and then we'll, we'll wrap it up alright yeah um, so uh, Mikhail it sounds like maybe that game brought out the accountant in the poets in other words <laughs> that's right <laughs> um, well if racing games count Mario Kart is a really good game so now I don't know what is yeah. a sport or not I guess everything's a sport. Well, um, I can't, um, can't seem to add Dave. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I try to add Dave. Can I say something real quick that I wanted to say earlier to uh, in regards to tennis? I learned something. In 1830, the lawnmower was patented, and it was only with the invention of the lawnmower that, like, a lot of modern sports games played on grass became possible. Like tennis, for example, but like also uh, football. Like the rules of football change because now you could mow the lawn. And I kind of thought that was fascinating. Because until then, what would happen? Like, so there was no tennis before then. Not on grass. They played on. It It was was played on just like dirt, right? Dirt, or like it was played indoors. Or on on Clay Thompson. Or yeah. Um, Clay Thompson is actually like over three hundred years old. He's seen. That's one thing. Unless you know a lot about tennis, you probably don't know that. Yeah, he's no, kind of witnessed all of mankind's folly. Yeah, he's yeah. like the bored vampires in that Jim Jarmusch vampire movie. Oh yeah, boy, that was a that was a snooze fest. I loved that movie. I thought it was great. I know everyone loved it because they're like, "Wow, being a vampire would be really boring." I was like, you know, I really didn't need to see that explored on screen. Like, <laughs> right. Like, I mean, look, I love me some some Jim Jarmusch movies. Uh, probably Dead Man is my favorite. Um, but you know, yeah, you would you would say that, I guess. Night on Earth is also very good. That'd be my second favorite. Oh, so, guys, yeah. this is not a movie podcast. All right, I we liked, started uh, out talking broken, about movies. Broken Flowers, I liked of oh, the recent. I, I thought that was. Really... I don't know. All right. Well, uh, oh I, wait, I, I, now, I that like, we're, now that I we're like friends... the podcast idea. <laughs> oh, I, I like where I just talk about how this isn't a movie podcast and you guys just keep talking about movies. (laughs) Well, I was just thinking that, like, because we're now friends with Peter Goober, because we talked about him on the podcast, he's probably going to be pretty excited about that. How hard (laughs) do you think it would be for us to get Michael Haneke to remake the film Major League? I don't think it would be difficult at all. Yeah, I think you just have to throw enough money at Michael Haneke. He'll do do kind of whatever. 
Yeah, he's he's always he's always looking for a dollar. All right, so we got to really wrap we got to wrap this up because Dave keeps texting us to Adam. Get the original script and just like change a few words. If we had Dave, this is going to go for like another thirty minutes. We got to wrap it up now. It's true. We got to say. Yeah, I've got to go. I've got to go see my family. I like I got to the beach and I like I walked in the door. I poured myself a vodka tonic and I sat down to record a podcast. So hell yeah, (laughs) the sun's down. (laughs) It's like like miserable outside. Um, yeah, go, There's go, so go. many other vacation. things. I wanted to talk about so many other things. I want to talk about how much I hate Zaza on the, on the Warriors. And I wanted to talk about a basketball player named Jimmer Fredette, yeah, who Jimmer scored Fredette. Yeah. for charity. He took 100 uh, three-pointers and made 93 of them. Wow, he went to Duke. Um, no, he didn't. He went to BYU. Oh, he did? All right. Sorry. Yeah. But yeah, it sounds like he has a name. You could have got away with that, Mike, if it weren't for the, yeah, yeah. Weren't for Mikel's increased sports proficiency. You could have totally got away with that in previous episodes, but now really, you can't. That was really authoritative, Mikel. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't Thank know. It's very rare when you'll, you'll hear me like be authoritative yeah. about anything. That's like yeah, your rare. wife's going to love that part of the podcast. She's going to be like, ooh, Mikel. Yeah. And I don't... Tell him, tell him, tell him who's boss. Well, the funny thing is, because of because of... <laughs> you know, Mikel's kind of hit-to-miss uh, fact ratio. I now have no idea where this guy went to college. He might have gone to Duke. He might have gone to Brigham Young. Uh, he might have gone... I don't even know. I, I could have gone anywhere. I don't have any information. This, uh, this, In other words, it's like um, the amount of information that we give you on this show ultimately results in nil. Uh, zero learning because of just how often we have to uh, do errors and omissions. Which, didn't we have a bunch of errors and omissions for this episode, too? Well, it's funny. Like, that started off as a big feature of the, of the show, but then we realized that like, most of the episodes are just us um, like, making mistakes and then articulating those mistakes later. So it's just, yeah. you know, I don't... It had to be its own separate podcast. <laughs> right. Like, we have a sister right. podcast that's the errors and omissions from this podcast. Correct. You know, and that would actually be better if the people that did that podcast knew were not us and they knew about sports. I'll invite, I'll put out an invitation right now to, to any of the top five most successful sports podcasts other than ours. Um, if they want to do that, we'll allow that to happen. There's some kind of licensing arrangement that's uh, profitable for us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If they want to do uh, the Make Room for Sports Errors and Omissions uh, weekly podcast, which uh, airs a day after our, we post ours. Yeah. I can't wait to hear it. It's going to be posted next week. Well, this is we do live in this era where everyone has podcasts about podcasts. Um, and so we made a podcast, and so now someone should make a podcast where they break down our podcast, podcast episode by episode, and then someone will make a podcast about that podcast. And eventually I everyone want, has a podcast. <laughs> yep. I, want to, I want my wife to make a podcast about how much she hates me doing this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um... I can, that actually sounds like an amazing guest episode. Yeah. Um, can we have your wife? Will she be frank with us if we have her on as a guest? Will she? Will yeah. she yeah. She'll be honest with us. I think us it would have to be without Mikel, though. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I'd have to do the cone of silence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, like, it, like in therapy, like you can't weigh in when she's weighing in. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm sure that's how therapy goes. You know, in, in, in Tiffany's defense, we also get mad at Mikhail for doing this podcast. <laughs> and, and ourselves, for sure. Um, yeah, I'm pretty much mad all the time now because of this podcast. And we're like, we're pretty much like firmly on Team Tiffany on this on this issue. <laughs> this sure. unambiguously, this doing this podcast made my life like better for like a little bit and now has unambiguously made my life worse. <laughs> like, like, it's a distraction. I feel like I have to always be like watching sports, but I don't uh, understand them or enjoy them. Um, and like, it's just and and every week it's like, oh, I got to upload this thing, and I'm like behind on all these like on this film work, and yeah, it's it's definitely right. made things harder for me. As a uh, Wimbledon is the world's oldest tennis tournament. Good night, uh-huh. folks. <laughs> <laughs> Make room for sports. Make room for sports.